Hi, I'm Akshi. And I'm Shayna. And you're listening to Unpacking the Eerie. A podcast that explores the intersections of our dark and morbid curiosities through a social justice lens. You're welcome. Before we get started, we want to offer our usual content warning. This episode will contain mentions of sexual violence and torture. Hello. Welcome to another mini-sode. Recorded this the same day as we recorded our other mini-sode. If you need something to listen to, that isn't going to take forever to get through. Yeah, while you take a shower. Yep. While you're getting ready for... I don't know how long your... My showers are very short, but if you take normal showers, this is probably a good amount of time for that. So... I could start with my story. Yeah. Ooh, it's creepy. There's a well in Himeji Castle in Japan, and it's said to be one of the haunt- most haunted spots in Japan. The ghost story connected to it is referred to as one of like the big three ghost stories of Japan. Oh. There are like so many adaptations of, of this ghost story, and it actually inspired the ring. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. So they say that. It's called Okiku's Well, and she is said to be inside the well, and some say you see her crawling out of the well with very damp black hair and wearing, like, a white... Oh, this sounds like Samara. Yeah. You hear her counting. One, Ew. two, three, four... You. Five, six, I don't like seven, it. eight, nine. And after counting the ninth plate, she lets out like this really blood curdling <laughs> wail and scream that apparently can be heard throughout the whole castle. Oh my gosh. And it happens around 1 to 3 a.m. And it's said that if visitors can help her count to 10, she, she rests for the night. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Help her count to ten. Yeah, this is this is her ghost, and there are multiple variations. What's of, her name? Uh, Okiku. Okay. There are multiple variations of this story because it's really old. It's said to happen in like 16th century Japan, so it's been passed along over time mm-hmm. and then adapted to different theater performances. Mm-hmm. Lots of kabuki theater mm-hmm. um, has taken on this story and shaped it in a different yeah. way. So. Um, I'm going to offer like one story and then let you know some variations of it. It's fucked up. Uh, of course. Classic. Classic. Super what fucked I up. Expect yeah. I was Japanese listening. folklore. You know what? We were talking about how Japanese horror always comes back to incest, domestic violence, sexual assault. And I'm always like, I have a hard time watching that. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. We tried to watch, uh, like the grudge, right? Yeah. Juon. Uh, Juon. TV series on Netflix, and we like couldn't get through second episode. I think, and no, it was too much. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I don't know if they were. I think there was a message there. I'm like, sure there was a message there, but it was a lot. I couldn't get through it. It was a lot of gratuitous sexual violence. Yeah, I was listening to the Haunted Places episode, and oh, cool. it, there was a content warning on it. Yeah, it was like be wary that this contains like. Sexual violence, domestic violence, listeners be wary of this. I was like, of course it does. Of course it does. Of course it does. Ugh. Okay. 
So <laughs> that's that. Um, There's your gone done warning. There it is. It's fucked up. Um, and I picked this because if you recall in our Setagaya Mur- Murders episode, we talked about um, Jiku Buken, which is like translates to accident, incident, mm-hmm. uh, property. And one of the like legal criteria is like if a property is built over a well. Most of the time it's if on the property a murder occurred mm-hmm. or an unnatural death occurred or a lonely death occurred. But one of the ones that I was like, what the fuck is if it was constructed on top of a well. So I did research on like, is there a superstitious thing about wells in Japan? And I couldn't really find anything. It might just be that we're located in the U.S. and there's just like less yeah information on it. Uh, translated material yeah. for me. Yeah. But I did find the story about Okiku's well. And I wonder if this story... Kind the of, origins. Yeah, kind of s- sparked this, mm-hmm. like, fear of being near wells mm-hmm. and, like, thinking that maybe maybe it'll invite ghosts into yeah. your home. Yeah. And so, rewind, 16th century Himeji Castle, which was located in Hyogo, Japan. It's in the middle of the city uh, of Himeji, and it's one of Japan's three big castles. So it's interesting that one of Japan's three big ghost stories is located in one of its three Three big big castles. castles. Mm -hmm. It has over 83 rooms, and it's one of the most visited sites in Japan. It was built around 1333 to, they estimate 1333 to 1346. So it's really fucking old. So there was this woman named Okiku who worked as a dishwashing servant in the castle. It said that she served a powerful samurai named Aoyama. He was also the regent of Lord Norimoto, who is the ruler of the castle during this time. One of the most popular stories said that she caught the samurai's eye um, and he was trying to seduce her, even though he was married. But each time she was like, no, thank you. And of course, he escalates from here. Um, yeah. So in the castle, there was a set of 10 very expensive Dutch dishes, which is interesting because I think we talked about in another episode where like one of the first points of contact with the West in Japan yeah. was with the Dutch, Okay. Um, which also happens to be around the time they, the, like the role of the samurai shifted. Yeah. Yeah. Very and interesting. It, it seems like the patriarchal structure also seems to like really be amplified during that time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was just reflecting on how this story kind of like links back to that. Yeah. It feels, I feel like it mirrors this a bit Yeah, because there were women samurai. Mm-hmm. So clearly something has shifted. Yeah. Anyway, he told her that one of the Lord's fine dishes were missing and he demanded to know where it was. And she's really scared about this. Cause this is like precious. Yeah. A precious dish. And like, if you, I guess, like, steal it or lose it. It could have been punishable by death. Death. Yeah. So um, she counted the dishes. One, two, three, four, five, six, (gasps) seven, (gasps) eight, nine. And she keeps recounting them and recounting them. There should be ten. There should be ten. Okay. And she becomes, like, very distraught. Yeah. Because she's like, I I was sure there was ten. Yeah. She keeps seeing that it's short. Yeah. So she's scared at this point. She doesn't want to die. Yeah. Aoyama told... Uh, Okiku that he would overlook her mistake and tell 
his master that it wasn't Okiku who lost the dish, mm-hmm. but only if she would become <gasps> his mistress. Did he steal the dish? Yes. Just so that... <gasps> he did. Gross. Yeah, he hid the dish. Gross. Yes. So he just um, caused her all this anxiety for no reason, and then he was like, I'll save you. Yeah. Only if. Yes. Coercive asshole. Yes, he's the worst. Uh, and she said no. Oh, okay. Yeah. She was like, no. No. And he's really pissed at this. He thought he was really going to get his way. Um. Okay. This is where it gets gruesome. A little, yeah. He ordered his servants to beat Okiku <gasps> with a wooden sword, and afterwards he had her tied up and suspended over the castle well. He tortured her, repeatedly dunking her into the well, only to pull her back out of the water and beat her himself. I hate him. Um, he demanded one last time that she become his mistress, and she still said no. Wow. So um, he struck her violently with his sword and dropped her body down into the well. He killed her. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what yeah. a piece of shit. Yeah. And different variations of this story exist. Like, uh, there's another story that said, like, one day she overheard Aoyama discussing a plot to kill Lord Norimoto and seize the castle for himself. And so she confided apparently in her, her lover and his allies promised her like things would be okay and the plot would be foiled though the lord of the castle was warned and then he fled the city but like in his absence Aoyama took control of the castle and he was really mad that Norimoto escaped and he sought out Okiku so that's another variation Mm -hmm. of this story Mm -hmm. that like she you know ruined his plot yep yep other stories suggest that on top of him being like physically violent with her that he Mm -hmm. sexually assaulted her so after this, it's said that her ghost was seen wandering around the castle grounds. Night after night, she would rise from the well and enter the master's house searching for the missing dish. And she would count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And after the ninth plate, she would get really stressed, stressed and she would scream. And you could hear her throughout the castle. It's said that she tormented Aoyama every night this way. he deserves it yes what i started thinking about is how chris watts has been seeing his ghost of his children while he's been in Uh prison so he's being haunted he's being haunted by ghosts or his own fucked up conscience he really is a piece of shit yeah he really is yeah, if you haven't looked at that story, there's a Netflix documentary about it. Maybe we cover it we'll at some point. We'll cover it at some point. Yeah. Because the Netflix documentary doesn't really name that, like, abuse was yeah. probably present the whole time. Yeah. Like, no one just snaps and kills their whole family. No. There's patterns yeah. that go unnoticed. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Ugh. Okay. Anyway, so... Karma will come to get you. She's pissed. She's robbing him of his rest. And he deserves to be robbed of his rest. Yeah, absolutely. I hope he has no single day of peace. Yeah. And apparently the legend goes that those who also hear part of her counting become very sick. Um, Mm. And those who are unlucky enough to hear her count all the way to nine died shortly after. Oh. So you can see the ring parallels. Yep. Yep. So finally, the Lord of the Castle decided that something had to be done about this ghost. She's on, on a rampage. Up. Yeah. Rightfully so. Yep. I'd be pissed too. Yeah. I'd want no one to experience yeah. peace yeah. in that castle. So he called in like a priest or on this website it said priest. I don't know if it 
yeah. translates quite Quib- right. Equivalent yeah. to a priest, yeah. Yeah. Um, and asked him to pray for her and exercise her spirit. So the priest is waiting in the garden all night chanting. And once again, she rose out of the well, began to count the dishes. And as soon as Okiku counted the ninth dish, and before she could scream, the priest shouted out, Ten! And apparently... She appeared relieved that someone had found the missing dish. And then from then on, she never haunted the castle again. She was just chilling in the well now, I guess. Um, while you were saying that, it just started shaking. What? Yeah. And then it stopped. What do you mean it started shaking? It was like still, and then it went. No! Yeah. Ew! Yeah. I don't want to get <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, uh, I got distracted. Weird. No, thank you. We're just entertaining ourselves. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> what was the last thing you said? So, okay. The priest was out there, and as soon as um, Okiku counted the ninth dish, and before she could scream, the priest shouted out ten, and the ghost appeared relieved. That someone had found the missing dish and she never haunted the castle oh, again. Wow. She, All you had to do is say 10. Uh, yeah. So back to the like opening story, like apparently you calm her spirit by counting right. 10. Right, right. And so she there are 10. There are 10. And so she doesn't, you know, let out the scream yep. and then yep. the legend follows that yep. like you don't die. Yep. Yeah. Apparently she never haunted the castle again. She's chilling in the well now. Okay. Not chilling. Successful exorcism. Uh, kind of. Poor Okiku. I know. Okiku is described as like, yes, a ghost, but a very particular kind of ghost. I was reading that this kind of ghost is kind of like a, it's a haunting and a curse. Mm. So it's like characterized by the horror that happened there yeah. and, and it, it doesn't go away. Yeah. One of the sources I was reading was saying that this is likely connected to Japanese religious beliefs. So a Shinto belief is that all people have a soul. And when that person dies, their soul leaves their body and joins, like, the souls of their ancestors. But the exception is when a person dies suddenly because they're murdered or killed in battle or they, or they die by suicide. Yeah. Um, or they're not given a proper burial. They're kind of, like, stuck, stuck. in a place. Yeah. So. Wow, that's and, horrific. Yeah. And they become vengeful because they can't rest. Yeah, yeah. And so everyone has to pay, yep. basically. Yeah. They are often reported to be seen between the hours of 2 a.m. and 3, usually. Ooh. Devil's hour. After this, in 1795, old wells in Japan suffered an infestation of, um, it's called the Bayasa larvae. But they became known in Japan as the Okiku Mushi, or Okiku bug. Oh, Interesting. Um, the chrysalis is said to look like a woman that's tied up, mm-hmm. and the legend is that they are born out of the vengeance of Okiku, mm. because they all emerged from a bunch of old wells. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they look like yeah a t- tied up person. Yeah. So that could also be a reason, like no one wants to live over a well. Yeah. Because there's this tinge to this infestation, but also yeah. the infestation is tied to this idea of like a cursed yeah well yeah. She's just out here haunting all the wells. Yeah. Where are people going to get their water from? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. She's not letting anyone live in peace. Yeah. They said that the nickname is due to its popularity of of the story, of course, but also the local shopkeepers around Himeji Castle 
was using the story as marketing. And so they would sell the chrysalises mm, um, of these insects after they had emerged as souvenirs to tourists at the shrine. Who wants here. to buy that to uh, keep it in their house? Apparently a lot of people. You so. are so weird. Like Commercial ghost stuff confuses me a lot. I mean, it doesn't confuse me. I, it makes sense to me under capitalism, but it confuses me why people want to keep cursed objects in their home. Yeah. I don't know. People are... People are complex. People are playing with shit. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> Some sources suggest that, like, the the popularity of this idea that all these wells are infested due to the vengeance of Okikus based on these, like, people yeah. who are selling these as souvenirs want to make money. Yeah. This story was first uh, appeared in a play in July 1741 at the Toyota Theater. So... 1741, mm-hmm. this story has been, like, going, going, going strong. It's a strong legend. The urban legend that's gone into the laws. Yes, it's, like, yeah. literally a uh, jikobuken. Yeah. Legally. Wow. So, don't live over a well, I guess. Don't live over a well. Unless you want to receive the wrath of this fairy forsaken woman. Kiku. I wish her peace. Yes, she I wish her peace, peace. too. It's a horrible way to die. Yeah. By some trash man. Yeah. Who thought hope- who thought he deserved. Yeah. Thought but- he was owed something and he put so much effort into trying to get it and he didn't even get it. No. Well, what's wild is like he straight up tortured her and she was still like, absolutely not. No. She yeah. was like, I would rather die. Yeah. That's pretty powerful. Yeah. Reminds me of the thing I posted my story yesterday by Channy Nichols. Saying no is a spiritual act. Mm. She was like, I'm going to protect myself, mm-hmm. even though you're being a pile of trash right now. Yes. That's, well, that's your story? That's my story. That's all I got. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Thanks for listening and for supporting us. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Unpacking the Eerie, on Twitter at Unpack the Eerie, and on our website at www.unpackingtheeerie.com. Yes, and special thanks to all of you who subscribe to our Patreon. As we've mentioned before, we do all the research for this, we edit, and we don't have any sponsorships or ads. Um, So Patreon support is super helpful in just keeping this project sustainable, keeping the Buzzsprout subscription going, paying for the website, all the stuff. So thank you so much. Sari, Liz, Clifton, Jill, Victoria, and Lindsay, Lauren, Vivian, Valerie, Micheline, Montana, Katrina, Raina, Ali, Jake, Driti, Daphne, and Katie. Vern, Meredith H, and Vince, to April, Aaron, and Ellen, and to Brittany, Alyssa, and Meredith R. Yay, thank you so much. Thank you.